You know him from Finding Bigfoot, a production assistant, outdoor technician, a scout, cameraman, mud crawler, and an on-screen personality. He brewed beer in Alaska, and he's seen the states from coast to coast. He's a leader in backcountry avalanche awareness response teams. You know, the go-to guy. The man behind Renee, Matt, Cliff, and Bobo. Our guest has been out there and done that with the top-rated Animal Planet series, Finding Bigfoot. Tyler Bounds, welcome to the Bigfoot Backpacker Podcast. Hello, Tyler Bounds. Here we are. Thanks for your time today. I certainly appreciate it. Hey, no worries. I'm glad to be here and glad we can make this happen. No, it's it's uh, it's fantastic having you. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time. So I realize it's uh, May the 4th. Are you a Star Wars junkie? I, uh, oh man, I don't know if junkie is a strong enough word. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I did not wear any of my plethora of Star Wars t-shirts today, but I am wearing a pair of Boba Fett socks. So that counts, uh, I guess. That but, sure does. Yeah, it, uh, it was, yeah, it was kind of, kind of haggard this morning and while I was getting dressed and then I'm like, oh man, it's May 4th uh, and I'm already got a shirt on and I'm headed out the door. But so I threw on some, Throw on some Boba Fett socks at the last minute to, you know, be legit and, uh, you know, keeping it real. Yeah, it's May the 4th and and uh, tomorrow's Revenge of the 5th. So that's right. It does go that direction. That's correct. Yeah, I know where we were just talking. It's uh, our birthdays are so close. And during during the time when A New Hope came out, we're kind of you kind of were kind of had to be almost. That's what the big cool thing was. So. It's amazing that it's lasted this long. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, one of my one of my earliest and fondest memories is seeing the first Star Wars in a movie theater uh, here in Washington and uh, at a drive-in. And it was a double feature. It was Bambi and Star Wars: A New Hope. And after after they both played, you know, and I'm sitting in the back of the sit in the back of the station wagon and after they were done my dad went to go leave and get in line to exit and at the last minute he pulled out of line and jammed back into line of the people that were entering and he snuck us back in and so i got to watch star wars twice back to back the first time i ever saw it when i was six years old so right on there you go. Yeah, it was 77, if I remember right. Yeah, that's true. Right yep. on. Yeah. So yep. So no matter what, no matter what I may say about my dad, he uh he at least did that. So he's always <laughs> always super cool. I, right. I can never like I can be mad at him and be like, oh, but there was that one time in 1977 when you did this. And so I, you're forgiven. Right on. So you grew up in Washington? I did. I grew up uh grew up in Washington from very early very early age uh i was yeah lived in i was born over in germany and was over there for like the first year of my life and then in southern oregon for another year or so of my life and then and then uh yeah here in western western washington 
couple hours north of Seattle. Right on. So that certainly brought you into the Bigfoot world a little bit. I remember having a baseball tournament out there one year. I think I was about 16. And just about everybody I ran into absolutely believes in Bigfoot 100%. And I, I loved it. And it was yeah. around every single corner. And and that really got me into it quite a bit. And uh, so, you know, and then I had my experience later on in life and and uh, loved it from there. So fantastic. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good news. Are you are you living in Washington now? I am. Yes, I'm. I'm here. I'm uh, currently in Olympia, Washington, South South Puget Sound. Um, and yeah, I've been here. I left. I you know went and traveled around for a little while. Ended up in Alaska for nine years, and then uh, came back to Washington in 2005. Um, you know, temporarily, and but that was 17 years ago. So. I guess it's been more than temporary. It doesn't feel like 17 years. It feels still sometimes feels like I just got back here. And but but uh yeah, I'm Washington and it's you know, everything everything I need is here. The mountains, forests, ocean, snow, deserts, volcanoes, uh, you know, it, it's it's cool. I can go to the big city and get culture and go do that sort of thing and you know uh civilization and and then the next day or an hour later i can be way out in the woods on the flanks of a volcano or on an island out in you know out in puget sound or you know a sandy beach or a desert or you know i can be rock climbing snowboarding uh you know, or picking mushrooms out in the woods. So it, it's a little, little bit of everything here. Yeah. You've, uh, you landed in your Nirvana and, and I think you're going to stick around with it. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, yep. It's, yeah. There's reason. I, I loved Alaska. There's certain places I, you know, I've been all over the United States and been to 48 out of 50 States and, you know, between Washington, Oregon, Northern California, uh, Montana, Western Montana, I loved a lot. Bozeman, a lot of fun, but it's always nice to come back home and like, oh, it's green and wet and moist and lush and, you know, and you just can't beat it. Absolutely. So a lot of people obviously know you from Finding Bigfoot and you were with them four years on the show. Am I right? Uh, yeah, four. Yeah, basically, yeah, four years. Uh, 2000. 11 i think to 2014 ish 2013 uh i was traveling like all all day every day eight almost nine months out of the year for about three and a half four years which comes out to like six seasons or something the way weird way that tv stuff works but um even after i uh stopped working on the show they kept bringing me back to you know because we would film in idaho or we'd film in washington or we'd film you know somewhere and they'd hit me up like hey can you help us we need a bigfoot expert and somebody that can go into the woods and somebody can do these things and you already know all the people you know the drill you know it was just super easy for them to bring me back as associate producer or a fixer or production assistant or to actually you know, be 
uh, on camera. Um, uh, so, you know, when, whenever they called like, Hey, can you help us out? You know, I was always there. So even after I stopped working on the show, they, you know, they could call me up and I take off and, and, uh, go help them out. So, and which I still do, you know, even I have other people that used to work on finding Bigfoot that are now working on another show called expedition Bigfoot or Bigfoot. I don't, I don't even remember. Um, but one of the producers from Finding Bigfoot is doing that show and he and I are good friends. So I, you know, he's hit me up a couple of times to help him out with that, but you know, then COVID hit and everything kind of went on a standstill and, uh, and I haven't, I haven't been back at that. I haven't been back, been back doing TV stuff in a while, but, but I still get, I still get, uh, you know, the, the knock on my door every once in a while, like, hey, can can you help us? You know the people, you know the places, you know the stories and the encounters and experiences. And so I'm I'm always here to help those guys out. Sure. It's kind of like Godfather, you know, just when you think you're out, they they'll pull you right <laughs> back in, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're <laughs> yep. never <laughs> say never. <laughs> exactly. You can yeah. uh, you can leave the family, but you know, your family never leaves you. Absolutely. Hey, I've been kind of curious. Um, I was thinking about this. I knew that you were, our talk was coming up. I've been kind of curious. Did you know of, of Cliff and Matt and Bobo and Renee before finding Bigfoot and when you got involved? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew them. Uh, yeah, I'd known them for quite a while. Uh, oh, man, since like 2008 or 2009 uh, when I started really getting into this thing pretty heavily. I went on my first official BFRO expedition in 2007 mm-hmm. uh, or 2008 um, or 2007, whatever, somewhere, one of those years. Um, but yeah, and then I was, you know, I was going all over Oregon, Washington, Northern California, just any, anything I heard of, any. Bigfoot conference or meetup or opportunity to go into the woods with people that I had heard about or read about or knew from watching other television programs. Um, so yeah, I met, uh, I knew all those guys. I think I met, I think I met Bobo and Matt at the same time at, uh, at Bob Gimlin's, I think it was his 70th birthday party um and met them and then met cliff either then or soon after in northern california and uh um yeah went down there to go do some bigfoot things with some you know once again people i'd like only heard of and then cliff mentioned that he was going to take the long way back home and go check out some reports and go some places he's never been and and I didn't have anything going on. So I was like, Hey, can I go with you? You know? And this was like 24 hours after meeting him for the first time. uh, He's like, yeah, dude, let's go. So we took like five days to drive back from Northern California, back to Portland, and then hung out for like another two days in Oregon. And so he and I like hit it off immediately and became besties. And, and he and I are still super, super good friends and um 
you know, I, I still see him on a pretty regular basis. But uh, yeah, and I met Renee at a BFRO expedition out on the Olympic Peninsula um, and got to be friends with her and, and she and I have had, uh, had similar uh, kind of the same place at the same time sort of encounters and then uh, through a kind of a long kind of a long story that I won't get into but um, she got she got her gig on finding Bigfoot and and then you know then I got brought in so it was you know it, they all knew me I all knew them and because of that is why for the second season they're like we want we want Tyler to be with us all the time and not just, you know, when we do stuff on the West coast or in Western, Western United States, we want him to come with us. We need him. We want him on the crew. And so I kind of, kind of became the fifth beetle after that. <laughs> the fifth beetle. Okay. I like <laughs> it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So what do you miss most about doing the show? Um, the adventure the uh randomness of of things um you know just you know the the same you know it was it's cool wake you know every week we're in a different location and you know one one day you're in new mexico and then the next day you're in louisiana and then you're in connecticut and you know just kind of all over the place and seeing all the different places, meeting all the different people, going to different locations and different ecosystems and different biomes and, you know, and interacting with people that have had encounters, experiences. And um, it was super interesting. Never, definitely never a dull moment. Um, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, <laughs> on the other hand, uh, there's always another hand. Yeah, there's always the other hand, you know, and it, waking up in some hotel and you're like, you don't know where you are from it because it's this, you're in the, you know, you're in some comfort in, but like all the art on the walls is the same. Like, am I, where am I? And, you know, you're in a different, you don't know what time zone you're in. You don't remember where you were last night and what state am I, where, what's going? Oh yeah. And, you know, and it's, it all kind of becomes a blur after a while. And so it was, it was bittersweet to stop doing the show, but it was also, you know, it took, it took a big chunk of my life and you know, and I was always on the road, always doing stuff, always going different places. And then every time I come home, like, well, my niece is a year older and my dog is a year older and thing, you know, like I, I was in kind of this time bubble where it was, you know, nothing really mattered. Calendars didn't really matter. I didn't know what day it was half the time, you know, because it didn't matter because we work six days a week and we could have a Tuesday off. We could have a Friday off. We, you know, we never, never really knew. And like, every time I would come back home, like somebody, somebody got married, somebody's got divorced. Somebody's kid grew up. Somebody's had 
another kid and you know it was just like wow when did that happen well happened a couple years ago but you haven't been around dude like oh yeah i i guess so it you know it's uh there was also that downside to it you know how my life kind of stopped and this is all i did but everyone else lives you know kept on keeping on and and uh you know so it it kind of felt like i missed out on a lot of things at as the same at the same time that i'm experiencing things that i would never trade you know would never trade for anything but right but, you know at the same time like wow i kind of i kind of wish i'd have been here for that or you know things that things that you miss out on but you know that's the that's the trade-off Right, I I hear you. Gosh, it almost sounds like you're you're des- describing getting drafted into the military and sent off <laughs> across the ocean, just yeah, just, yeah. just for a couple of years, just for a quick couple of years. <laughs> yeah, Christmases, birthdays, all those kind of things happen when you're when your back's turned if you're not paying attention. So and that's part of getting older. You realize that faster. It's it's crazy. And that's something I've certainly learned too. So yeah, I hear yeah, you totally. It's you know it was it you know coming back yeah missing birthdays you know I almost always, well, I think I'd always be back for Christmas, but, you know, I spent Thanksgivings and Easter's and, you know, all sorts of holidays with my road family and who I'm super close with still all my guys from production assistants to camera guys, to producers. Um, you know, we, we went through a lot together and a lot of experiences and a lot of, you know, life and, you know, that we're definitely, definitely a, a tribe of, you know, we, we did all this stuff together and, and we're, we're, we're bonded, bonded for life. Um, but, you know, yeah, doing all that with those guys and, and, and women, men and women and guys and gals, but uh, yeah, coming back and, and yeah, it was just weird. Like, uh, you know, my niece didn't talk when I left last time and now she won't stop talking. And yeah, so stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. She'll be, Hey, get in the car, uncle Tyler. We're going for ice cream. <laughs> Whoa, you drive. <laughs> exactly. When did you get a license? It's <laughs> <laughs> coming. Oh, uh, it, yep. It's not too far away. Actually. One of my, my oldest niece is 13. So that's, Oh man, that's closer than I even. Yeah, that's close. Mm-hmm. So is your niece uh, uh, in the Bigfoot? No, not really. Uh, not really. No. Um, they think, you know, I've given them some kids' books about Bigfoot, and you know, stuff. Friends' books, like friends of mine have written. I'd pick up a stuffed Bigfoot toy thing while I was on the road and give it to them and they'd be like oh okay whatever and you know they do like uh they think it's fun to you know when we're traveling somewhere when they're traveling with me driving going to go hiking or going on a road trip or wherever going they like they like to count all the Bigfoot stickers on all the cars and and you know there's another one Uncle Tyler there's another one there's a you know and and well, my, yeah. So they, they, they enjoy that. They think it's pretty funny. And, and they do also like every once in a while, I'll get a text message from my sister or a call from one of them. Like, Hey, we were, 
you know, going through channels and all of a sudden there's Uncle Tyler on TV, you know, doing doing his thing. So they they think that's pretty cool. And, you know, which I, I often forget about, but every once in a while I'll get a text from my dad or my nieces and like, hey, I, you know, or like a they take a picture of the TV while I'm on screen, like, hey, look who <laughs> look who it is. Like, oh yeah, that yeah, I guess that happens. That still that still happens. So forever a part of history, why not, right? <laughs> I guess I guess so. It's still it's kind of mind boggling, but that's uh you know, that's it is what it is. Yeah, what do you think of all the I I don't know if it's new now, but I guess I'll call it the new popularity of of Bigfoot itself, just in the, in the whole genre. What do you think? I think it's cool. Um, I mean, I, th- I, I think it's cool. It's, I know that our TV show had a lot to do with it and, uh, you know, um, I, but it seems like it wasn't that long ago that like, if I saw somebody wearing a Bigfoot shirt or a Bigfoot sticker on a car, it'd be like, Whoa, Holy moly. And I would like make a point to, to talk to those people or like waiting around a car in a parking lot as a Bigfoot sticker on it, waiting for somebody to show up to the car. So I can be like, Hey, a a sticker on your car, you know, what's that all about? And now it's, you know, and now it's so pervasive that it doesn't really, it doesn't really mean much anymore. I guess it's cool that people are into it, but it doesn't mean that, somebody has a Bigfoot sticker on the car doesn't necessarily mean that they have spent one molecule of time out in the woods actually doing anything Bigfooty, you know? So, so it's, it's, and here in the Pacific Northwest, it's, it always has kind of been like a mascot, you know, and Bigfoot is the official monster of Washington. Um, well, I remember but, the supersonics too. And the supersonics, yeah, the squatch, and yep. uh, you know, so I, it's cool seeing it. It, it definitely makes gift buying for Tyler a lot easier because I, you know, I get books, I get stickers, I get mugs, I get socks, I get hats, I get sweatshirts. You know, somebody sees something Bigfoot on it and like, oh, that, you know, Tyler probably like this and. And sometimes it's something cool, and sometimes it's like, you know, it's just a drum. I'm like, oh, another coffee mug, awesome, right? And another another pair of Bigfoot socks, sweet, you know. But I appreciate it, and but uh, yeah, it is, uh, you know, it it it, it is cool, and it, but it kind of reminds me of, you know, when I was younger, and you know, had. Uh, you know, riding a riding a skateboard and had green hair, and now, you know, I see seventy-year-old ladies with green hair, and it's like it doesn't, yeah, there it doesn't, it's not quite the same. <laughs> yeah, not, we tur- we turned around again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you see some kid with colored hair, and it's like, oh, he but he's not a punk rocker. That doesn't, he's just, it's just how it is these days. So it's kind of the same you know, kind of the same feeling, like, you know, back in, back in the old days. And we can actually say that now, old days. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm the old guy yelling at the, 
at the kids. Like, get that big sticker, big foot sticker off your water bottle with the, you know. Yeah. Well, let me switch gears just for a little second. So this summer, did I read you're doing a, a Bigfoot festival? Uh, yeah, I, yes, I am. Uh, end of July, um, I'm going to be doing a, a Bigfoot festival here in Washington at a at a little um, a little brewery in a town called PL uh, in central south cent- southwestern Washington south central mm-hmm. western um a little a little brewery family owned uh owned by a couple who are super great people and um you know it's out in the middle of nowhere they have a bunch of property and they said hey it'd be it would be funny to do a do a, a bigfoot thing here at the brewery and you know because there's it's out in the middle of nowhere they you know they tell me about you know the outdoorsmen and the and the timber timber people that come by and they've heard stories and people tell stories and like yeah we should do this thing i'm like yeah that would be cool and then it turned into hey we should do that thing that we were talking about like i kind of thought you were joking but okay yeah let's do it so so yes i'm putting that together july 23rd um getting some speakers together from here in Washington, guys that are kind of local and, um, you know, so, so they, they can speak to the area in the brewery and not, you know, get people from, you know, I I don't want to bring people up from Oregon or Northern California to tell Bigfoot stuff. I want guys from Western Washington, this neck of the woods that have some familiarity with the area. And, um, so that, you know, the, the locals will feel like, you know, this is one of us. This is a Washington, this guy's from Washington, this guy's raised in Washington, and he's going to believe our stories, and he might have some explanation. Um, and we're going to do a town hall so the, the locals from the area can come and, and share their stories, experiences, encounters with us and uh so yeah i'm getting that together getting a bunch of people uh nailed down for that committed to that um yeah bigfoot people that and not just my bigfoot friends but also my bigfoot friends that like beer so that's a uh, that's another big part of it well that's a good combination yeah exactly i i have a i have <laughs> my little my little black book my you know the the bigfoot people that i hang out with that I can also, I also like hanging out with when we're not out in the woods and sitting around a campfire and, and doing our thing, you know, people that I can actually go to their house, hang out with their families and, you know, and have something in common besides, uh, besides just Bigfoot and not that, you know, beer is the only thing we have in common, but, you know, it's a lot of people I end up spending time with, you know. As soon as we go our separate ways, you know, we leave the woods. I, we don't have, don't really have anything in common. So I've, I've been hitting up good friends of mine that I want to spend time with and that uh, I think would have a good time there. And they will, 
enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is. And, you know, in a inaugural little Bigfoot festival, you know, it's going to be very, very small because of space constraints and neighbors and parking and that sort of thing. So there's going to be a hundred people, including speakers and families and, and that sort of thing. So it's, it's going to be pretty low key. And if it, uh, and if it is, a great success this year, then we can expand next year. But I don't want, I don't want to get the, my friends that own the brewery in over their heads and, you know, they, they were hoping to just break even. And I'm like, yeah, but you can make money. I know how you can make money. You know, if you, you, you know, have cups or glasses or something that says something Jones squatch or have a Bigfoot on it or stickers. I mean, People buy that stuff up, and they can they can make they can make some pretty good money. And I I want it to be worth their while, and so that they will want to do it again. So so yeah, it'll it'll be cool. Yeah, well, I wish you great success with that certainly, and and uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And the the first one's always the funnest, and it's the hardest. Those kind of things setting those up. So yeah, get it all together. That'll be a great time. Yeah, I. I I hope, I hope so. I'm looking, looking forward to it. Okay. Well, we're kind of getting close on our time allotment here, but you mentioned books earlier. I'm just real quick question. Do you have a, a favorite book, a big favorite Bigfoot book? <clears throat> um, I really like uh, my good friend, Tom Powell wrote a book called the locals. That is really good. Uh, it, um, it's kind of, it's pretty esoteric. It's, it's out there sometimes, but that's also just Tom's voice because Tom is pretty out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a great person, one of my favorite people on the entire planet. Um, but it's really interesting, and I like Tom's unique way of storytelling. Um, but yeah, so that one is really good. Uh, Dr. John Bendernagel's two books are really good. I, for some reason, I can't remember the the uh, what's the the discovery of Sasquatch is one, and uh, the other. Oh, it's it's escaping me right now. But um, they're out of print. They're really hard to find. When you do find them, they're hundred plus dollars. And but uh, John Bendernagel was a naturalist from from British Columbia out on Vancouver Island. And he, his expertise in all things in the natural world and biology, um, seeing his viewpoint was really, really inspiring to me. And, you know, and I read those books when I was, you know, oh, they came out in the late nineties or early two thousands, I think. And, you know, reading those books and then being able to actually become friends with John and his wife, Joan, and spending time with them. It's, you know, just one of those weird moments where I'm doing something and then like, this is really happening. This is, this is my life now. This is what I do. People that, whose books I've read are now my friends. And, and, you know, and it was an honor when we were filming here in Washington, I, called up John and asked if he would be on finding Bigfoot to come down to the Olympic peninsula to, uh, to be on our show. And he's like, 
I don't usually do that sort of thing, but for you, I'll do it. I'm like, what? Wow. What? That's what? And, and then unfortunately, bittersweetly, it turned out to be his last, his last TV appearance because he passed away not long after that. And which was really, really sad, but it was, it was, uh, an honor and a privilege for him to, you know, for me to be able to talk to him on the phone, number one, but then having him say something like, I don't usually do that, but I will for you. And like, okay, my life is complete. I could get hit by a train tomorrow and it would totally be okay. Cause you know, I I've crossed into that plane where, you know, people I really look up to are suddenly my friends and, and peers and, you know, and we both like and enjoy and, and respect each other. So, um, yeah, those those two books are really good. And of course, Meldrum's book uh, is also really good. Sure, absolutely. Well, gosh, there's a there's a lot more to Tyler Bounds than finding Bigfoot. I I know that. I know you're a avid backpacker and hiker and fisherman. I mean, gosh, aren't you? Uh, uh, you're a beer brewer too. You help out a little bit or know how to do that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was a brewer for several years up in Alaska, actually, uh, was the brewmaster at a brewery up there, and yeah, I did that for a long time, and then, uh, actually I have a friend up in Arlington where I grew up who has a brewery, and, like, I would go help him on Tuesday nights, just go help brew beer just for something to do and kind of keep my hands in it, and, and, uh, you know, and shake, shake the dust off every once in a while. And actually when I was traveling, I would, there was three or four times where I would be at some little hole in the wall brewery in Colorado, in Virginia or West Virginia, Virginia, West Virginia, wherever I was and talking to these guys. And they're like, Hey, how long are you here for? And like, Oh, I'm here for a couple of days. And, you know, I have tomorrow off. They're like, hey, we're brewing tomorrow. You should come by. And so there was, yeah, there was three or four times where in my travels on a day off, I would show up at a brewery, help brew something, have some beers with the brewers, talk beer, talk Bigfoot. And then, <laughs> and then some one day, like a box from FedEx shows up at my place and, you know, it has a couple of growlers in it and some and some swag koozies and, and coasters and a note like, Hey, thanks for helping us out. Here's the beer that you helped brew. And so that was, you know, another, another bonus of uh, traveling and, and having different interests and, you know, being able to talk to people and connect with people on a bunch of different levels. And, you know, just another one of those weird aspects of, of my weird life. <laughs> hey, you got to keep it weird, right? Like, absolutely. Keep it weird. You've got to. Absolutely. Even if I, even if I'm not trying, it just, it takes care of itself. It seems like. So oh, you're one of those guys, things just kind of happen and there you are. I love that. <laughs> yes, there I am. You know, even if I'm like, okay, let's, let's try normal. And then like, nope, I, that's not the cards. That's not going to happen. That's oh. not a thing that happens. I'm, I'm apparently not capable of it. So. That's great. Well, shoot, I think we're kind of getting close to our witching hour here, but 
Is there okay. any, any, any last thing you want to let everybody know that's listening? Um, I, uh, man, you know, just, uh, you know, learn as much as you can uh, about anything that you're interested in. And, you know, you can read the books, you can watch the documentaries, you can, you know, do all that, but getting out and no matter, no matter what it is, if it's Bigfoot stuff, if it's making beer, if it's, uh, you know, anything, anything in the natural world, you know, if you have a bird interest in birds or anything, you know, get out there and because you'll learn so much more if you're hands-on and, and all the other little webs that come out from your one interest and you see how everything is kind of intertwined and how it all affects each other. And you can go out and learn about mushrooms and you'll also learn about animal animal footprints and behaviors and what eats the this fungus and what eats the things that eat the fungus and and you know you can you can learn a lot by going out and doing and experiencing you know even if it's not hardcore and you're dedicating your your life to it you know just getting out and experiencing will go a long ways towards learning absolutely all right tyler well gosh it's been great having you I certainly appreciate your time. I'd love to have you back. I've got some more fun things I think we could talk about. If we can have you back, I'd certainly appreciate it one day. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I I would be honored to uh, do this again with you. Thank you so much, Tyler. I appreciate it. Well, there you have it, folks. There's Tyler Bounds. He's our uh, busy, busy boy, and he's got a busy summer coming up. So thanks, Tyler. We will catch you next time. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.